Well, hey there. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. I am in full summer swing. I'm sure most of you are. We're hitting the middle of June, so most kids are out of school. Most moms are going crazy, and we're going to use podcasts to keep ourselves sane and learn with all of our children at our feet. Just me? I hope not. I hope we're on the same team there, but I'm glad to be here. I am going to share today's episode, and it's going to be really different. Typically, when I'm on the podcast, I am explaining a concept that I feel like is complicated or I've seen misunderstood or there's information that's, you know, not actually correct at all and I'm trying to clarify myths or I'm on here interviewing other people. And today, one of my really good friends who also owns a podcast is going to be interviewing me. A couple of weeks ago, she had me on her podcast, which is called The Pink Lemonade Stand with Heidi Webster. The purpose of her podcast is to kind of get people's background stories and they, you know, tell about an experience or something they learned. And then they take the idea of the concept How did you take lemons in your life and make lemonade? So on that episode, I broke down a couple of different topics that I have mentioned on the podcast before, but are very common among my clients, among my community on Instagram, and just that I see asked a lot or misunderstood. So I kind of brushed over a few different topics on there. And then Heidi asked me some questions about things that were hard for me or what I struggled with and how I took pieces of my life and made lemonade out of lemons. And after the episode aired on her page, I thought, that was kind of interesting. I think I'm going to ask if I can make it on my podcast as well. So today, I'm the interviewee. You're going to hear a conversation between her and I, and we went to college together and everything, so I've known Heidi for a really long time, and I do love the premise of her podcast of taking hard things and turning them into positivity. So today, you're going to get an interview. We're going to talk about some common issues that I see among clients. You've heard me talk about many of these things. I'm going to phrase them in slightly different ways. I have learned through coaching that oftentimes, even though people hear a concept, sometimes hearing it in a new way or with different wording, different time of day, different situation, it hits differently. So while some of the things I cover today, like fat loss, what's correct, what's a myth, comparison, and some other things you've heard me talk about, I'm hoping that maybe a slight twist today helps it sink into you and helps it really sit into your brain like what doesn't make sense and how we can really shift our mind and find balance. So I hope you find that in today's episode. I hope it makes you feel more empowered and more able to handle the things you have on your plate as I kind of share some of the things that are hard for me and boundaries I've had to set and have had to take off or balance on my own plate. And as always, if this episode is helpful, please share it. If I cover a topic or we say something that you feel hits home for you, please share with a friend, share on social media. Don't forget to tag me. I love looking for those. It helps the podcast grow. It helps me be able to get more information for you guys and better guests and just grow everything. So please don't forget to share those. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen. If you go to the top right corner, there's typically three dots and you can either subscribe or hit follow. So you get every episode automatically downloaded to your phone. And as always, those reviews help the podcast as well. 
And since I mentioned we are in full swing of summer, something else you need in the summer is a solid pair of sunglasses. In the summertime, I like to work out outside often. We travel a lot. We go up into the mountains. We live in Arizona, so it's hot. So we spend a lot of time in Utah and California and other places. And I like to work out in sunglasses. And I love gooder sunglasses because they don't bounce around. They stay on my face. They're easy to walk in or jog in because they're polarized. And they're only $25. If you go to gooder.com slash simple, you get 15% off. Again, the active code would be simple. And I'm clearly not the only person who loves them because there are 39,000 positive reviews. They're super stylish. I love that if I lose a pair, it's not a crisis. Plus, you get 15% off with the code simple, which is helpful. And they don't bounce around. And they're just super cute. I wear them. My husband wears them. We love them. So even if you're looking for an easy gift for someone else, it's a great idea. I've been super impressed. I've had them for a couple months, which is why I asked them to be a sponsor on the show. Because as you know, I only pick products that if we meet in person and you're like, hey, I bought this because you said this, I'm like, heck yeah, don't you love it? Because I fully back what I mention and all of my sponsors. So again, if you need a good pair of sunglasses, it's good the letter R, so G-O-O-D-R dot com slash simple, 15% off, and you are good to go. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So here we go. We're going to get straight into it. Here is the Pink Lemonade Stand interviewing moi with Heidi Webster. Please welcome back to the stand, Andrea Allen. Heidi, you didn't tell people that you actually pay, like I actually pay you to be my friend. (laughs) No one actually is my friend in real life, just on social media. So I'm like, Heidi, you be my friend in real life. (laughs) We check in and I'm like, girl, we're friends. Don't worry. (laughs) I'm so excited to be back. I, I did this podcast back before I even started my own. So it's really fun to be chatting again. Like, how much has changed in even just, what, a year and a half? Not even I quite. know. We both started our podcast at the exact same time. We were constantly talking about what to do and how this was going to go. And it's been so exciting. I think from me watching your podcast grow into what it is now, it's so, it's so exciting. So, I mean, how does it feel? How does it feel like from when you started to now? A lot, so much has happened. It's it's been interesting. I actually prefer the podcast over anything that I do, to be honest, because mm. on social media, everything is so fast-paced. You're trying to share a thought process and people are scanning it so they're reading like four sentences and then they're like confused and they're asking questions or like when you do post, it's very short-lived. It only lasts a couple of days and then people ask that same question. So mm-hmm. I love the podcast because I feel like I am able to take topics, I'm able to take the time to truly break them down, discuss issues, discuss problems, and make it clearly make sense for people. And it has a longer shelf life. Like when people ask me down the road, hey, I don't understand this. I can just refer them back to that podcast, which is really easy to find. So yeah, I love the podcast because I feel like I can truly educate 
a lot better than I can on social media because of the fast pace on social media. So the podcast yeah. to me is like, we get to chat. We, <laughs> I get to be myself and talk in my closet. <laughs> and really, like you just set yourself up so that you don't have to answer any questions anymore. <laughs> You're like, please see exhibit A. <laughs> you thought it was for you. It was actually for me. So I had to answer. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's brilliant. And it's so well done. I just, okay, let's just dive right in. Because I have so many things I want to ask you. Your podcast has so many amazing topics. And literally, uh, that's exactly what you're doing. You break everything down and make it simple. That's the title of your podcast. So you talk about uh, binge eating, uh, habits, strength training. You have expert guests that come on, talk about gut health, sexual health, sleep. Uh, the topics are endless. And they're in the most bite-sized kind of a format for a podcast. So I want to talk about some of the topics that you have done episodes on already so we can give our listeners a flavor of what you do and send them over there because I just want everyone to go over and listen to the Make It Simple podcast because I'm a fan. Okay? <laughs> I'm a fan. And the truth is the topics I choose are basically because they're the questions that I do get asked over and over and over again. And so right. I'm like, this is a misconception. This is a misconception or this needs clarified because I'm asked this constantly, which means mainstream fitness has not addressed this very well mm. because it's constantly being asked. And so I try to just make it simple. I try to just clarify the question that I'm receiving, you know, all the time. Okay. Yes. So you just said uh, clarifying misconceptions, which is the perfect segue into my first question for you. I think one of the biggest topics in a health, wellness, and fitness today is fat loss. Everybody's like, what's my, what's my quick fix and how do I lose fat? And, and you did this amazing episode titled misconceptions of fat loss or the fat loss misconceptions. I think it might've been. So let's talk about that. Um, as a personal trainer and fitness coach, give us an example of one of the, the largest misconceptions about fat loss and how you can just get that quick fix fat loss um, out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remedy. So <laughs> this is a problem. There's so many misconceptions about fat loss because everyone is trying to get you to click, to buy, to do. And so when they hone in on people's insecurities, it's easy to get people to buy. And let's be honest, the fitness industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm. So they can kind of and not everyone does this. I don't want to say they. There's people who are very honest and upfront and explain things really well. And there's people who are clickbait. And they will say things like, get rid of your bat wings. Target the fat on your thighs. Bat and wings. that, yeah, literally bat wings. Or <laughs> get rid of your saddle bags. And it's like, what? Saddle bags? What the crap is that? I have thighs and glutes. I don't, I mean, I have hamstrings and quads and glutes. I don't have saddle bags. <laughs> Wait, what are the bat wings? That is like... the bat wings. There's a bat oh, wing. The arms. <laughs> the oh arm. my God. They'll say, get rid of, the you arms. know, and it's all to get you to click on things. And I hate that concept of when they're pointing out a muscle and saying, basically, you can spot train. Mm. If you do this exercise, you will have less fat on insert whatever body part you want. And right. that is 100% a misconception. That is not correct at all. Because how the body works is you can work on muscles, you can build muscle. So if I wanted to say, hey, do this workout for your glutes, what's going to happen is it's going to build muscle in the glute. When the glutes get stronger, when they're broken down, and then the body repairs it, 
your metabolism moves faster because your body has to repair the broken down muscle. And the more muscle you have on your body, the faster your metabolism goes because it takes more work for your metabolism to maintain muscle. It is a lot harder for someone who has a ton of muscle to lift their arm than just fat because of the way it works. Mm -hmm. So your metabolism increases. When your metabolism increases, it helps with fat loss all over the body. So Mm. spot training is incorrect because you can, I guess I could say in parentheses, you know, quote, spot train muscles. Like you can work a muscle, but you can't, yeah. yeah, you can't get rid of the fat that is surrounding that muscle group by working that muscle group. It will make your heart rate go higher. It will help speed the metabolism. And then the body will lose fat in a fashion that it wants. And that depends on your genetics, that depends on your diet, and that depends on a couple other factors. So the best thing you can do for actual fat loss, even if you have an area you want to lose in, is to work the entire body, strengthen Mm -hmm. the muscles, make them build, speed up the metabolism, and then calories in, calories out, or just with increased muscle mass you're going to lose fat in that process. So that's like the biggest one I see where I'm like, stop telling people that they can do bridges and lose the fat in their butt. That's not how it works. They can build muscle in their butt, which will help their metabolism, which then they will lose weight in a fashion their body wants. Some people will lose like from their belly before their legs. Some people, their legs before their belly. That's all a genetic Thing. Yes. Like yet, where you lose it first. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. But yeah. they're honing in on insecurities by saying, do this and you can get rid of this fat in this yes. area. Like in your love handles. Like I want to, people will write me and say, I want to reduce my love handles. What exercise should I do? And I'm like, you should train your full body and you should eat a balanced diet. And then you will lose weight in the way that your body wants. And that will include your love handles. So that's like the most common one that like hurts. Yeah. It hurts my heart when I see people trying to do something for like, you know, spot training or to lose in a certain area and then they feel overwhelmed and sad and think they're the failure. And I'm like, no, you're not the failure. The information that gave you was incorrect. Yeah. So we need to, as consumers, uh, be aware of what's being told to us and we have to reframe that so we know the only way to lose weight in a certain area of our body is to just work our muscles. And so if as a listener, I'm going to just repeat it back. We cannot lose fat in a certain area by doing something specific. It's going to, it's going to leave our whole bodies. Fat will leave our whole bodies and our bodies decide which goes the fastest. For me, it's usually my boobs will go first. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the boobs always go. The boobs always go. (laughs) How dare you? Okay, but (laughs) I'm like, that fat can stay. All the other can go. Keep it. I want that fat. (laughs) Always goes in the boobs. It's so true. That's really good to know, honestly. But that's good for people to realize too, like, oh, I listen, because it, it just varies by the person. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that discourages people when they think, oh, I can't lose in this area. And it's like, no, just be patient. It will come. It's all about full body strengthening the muscles, making the metabolism stronger, and it will all fall into place. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about another really big topic that people who are hoping to kind of get the ball rolling. Maybe they had a bad season. Maybe they went through some depression. Maybe they're just like wanting to make lifestyle changes. People are always like, how do I get motivated? How do I get up off the floor and do the thing? And 
you know, after discussing fat loss and those myths, I'm sure there are other things in this topic that could be eye-opening to us too. So what are your tips and tricks for people wanting to get motivated or stay motivated in their fitness journey? So the hardest thing is, is typically we are motivated by an image. We see Mm. a photo of before and after and we're like, I want that. I'm going to make that happen. We're motivated for a week. The image, you know, gets goes away on Instagram. And then, you know, the chips come out. The TV comes out. And we're like, just kidding. I don't even remember that image looked like. I don't even want to be a part of that. And so you have to truly think about your why. Because we can't, like, actually have real sustainable fitness if it's always about image. It has mm. to be about how we feel as well. So once you start getting into fitness, when you think about the way you feel, that is more addicting than trying to look a certain way, to be honest. That feeling is something that is ingrained in me. So when I wake up in the morning, I feel off if I don't exercise. It's the same way for me if I didn't brush my teeth. If you don't wake up in the morning, you brush your teeth throughout the day, you'd be like, my my teeth are sticky. My teeth feel gross. Oh my gosh, I got to look away when I talk to people because they're going to smell my breath. It is in our minds that it's like we brush our teeth in the morning because we like that clean feeling of our teeth. But that is done by habit. If you brushed your teeth once a week, you wouldn't care. (laughs) You'd be like, I'm used used to dirty teeth. It doesn't even (laughs) bug me. But it's the same thing with fitness. So you have to get in the habit to get addicted to the habit. Now people Mm. say, well, I can't even get in the habit. I struggle getting the habit. And that's where you have to make appointments with yourself. You need to have a set time. You can't leave it to chance. I will tell my clients that they literally need to schedule in a workout time. For me, I found it's most effective if I get up, I literally read read in the morning, do meditation, whatever I need to do in the morning. I put on my exercise clothes and I go straight to that. I am not allowed to look at my phone in the morning because if I look at my phone, I'm like, do, do, do. Oh, look what she's doing. What is Amazon selling today that they weren't yesterday? Oh, the phone you is just a black hole. Lost. You get lost in the phone. Like, so I am not allowed to have my phone in the morning. In fact, even this morning, I pulled it out to do something else. And my husband was like, do you need me to take your phone away from you? <laughs> because I'm very particular about like, I have to make this happen. So yeah. you want to set yourself up for success. You never want to leave anything to chance. You want to set an appointment. You want to keep that appointment. You want to check off when you do keep that appointment. And so I tell people, pick a time every day, a couple times you know, a week, even if you're not exercising every day, pick a time. Second, to stay motivated, don't overdo it. The biggest mistake people make is they're like, I'm going to start exercising. I don't exercise at all. So I'm going to start exercising. I'm going to do seven days a week for an hour each day. (laughs) And after one day, you're like, like, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) So I tell people, if you don't exercise, start with five minutes. Mm. Start with 10 minutes. That's Mm. it. Three times a week, 10 minutes. If you exercise twice a week, I want you to add one day. Exercise three times a week. If you're like, I can't even add a day, okay, then add 10 minutes to your workout. Really, really small steps. You're making it doable for yourself. Yes, and it creates that dedication because if we're relying on motivation, motivation is fleeting. Motivation is visual. Motivation isn't actually internal. It's a hype feeling. It's an emotion. Like, ooh, ooh, I'm, you know, like Tony Robbins and now I'm walking on coals. And like you have that (laughs) moment of like, I can do this. Yeah. But you have to make it dedication. You have to make it internal and not emotional, but logical where you have like, okay, at 8 a.m. every day, I'm going to exercise. I'm going to start with 15-minute walks. That's it. 
three mm. times a week. I'm going to make those 15-minute walks happen for an entire month. Then I'm going to change them to 20-minute walks. Really, really tiny steps. People lose that motivation because they overdo it. They think they should always feel in the mood. I don't feel in the mood to exercise a lot. Yeah, no one does, right? No, no. <laughs> Especially when I was pregnant. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to exercise. <laughs> but you better believe I was thankful I did exercise when I'm in my second, third trimester and I'm like still fully functioning and other people aren't because I've used my muscles throughout the process the best that I could. So that's kind of my tips with motivation. You can't look at it as like a feeling that's going to stay. You have to really focus on dedication, determination, and consistently and starting small. And like, Mm. don't even think like, I should be, I should want to do this. I don't always want to choose a salad. (laughs) I don't. But I also think mixing and matching, like, I don't think you have to be perfect. I may choose a salad, a couple lunches, and one lunch I may be like, I'm fine if I eat a burger. That's fine. So again, like not focusing on perfection also is helpful in motivation because you don't feel like a failure and then want to quit quickly because you're like, oh, I'm unmotivated this day. It's over. It's never over, you know, just keep going. Throw the towel in. We're done. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That makes a lot of sense. So changing our perspective on the word motivation and what that means and maybe focusing more on dedication. And you also said, you know, the reminding ourselves that we know it sucks. Like we know that we're going to do hard things where whether we're choosing to eat healthy over the things that we really crave or choosing to get up and move, which is a hard thing too. So acknowledging that and saying, I'm just going to be dedicated and doing it anyway. So, and if you really don't want to do it, like I tell people, start with five minutes. If you can promise me five minutes, And after five to 10 minutes, I'm going to give that window five to 10 minutes. After that window, if you're like, no, I am not in the mood today, that's okay. That is okay. You can quit. But once you get going, once you get those endorphins going, then you feel it and you're like, oh, okay, I I can keep going. I can go a couple more minutes. I can go five more minutes. I can go five more minutes. But if I can get people to give me five minutes from the get-go to get them moving, they're more likely to stay moving. So make yourself that promise too. I'm going to do five minutes. If I really don't want to do it in five minutes, I can quit. And there's workouts that I've quit after not very long. (laughs) I'm like, okay, not today, girlfriend. But there's other ones where I'm like, I don't want to do this. I get five minutes in and I'm like, no, this is good. I can do five more minutes. And then five minutes later, I'm like, I can do five more minutes. (laughs) It's such a good thing to start small. Yeah. Okay. One of my favorite episodes of yours and it's probably, I think it's one of your most listened, is uh, about comparison and how comparing ourselves to others hurts progress. So let's talk about this for a bit. Um, What have you found in your time in this industry with this topic, and what can you tell us about how it can hurt us or help us on our journeys? So I dove into that topic so much because the amount of clients that were coming to me and were saying, so-and-so is doing this workout plan and they've lost this, or so-and-so is doing this, um, was really high. And people were always constantly comparing to their friends, to their family, Mm -hmm. to people they saw online. And then people I noticed were even asking me, like, what do you eat? I need to know exactly what you eat because I'm going to eat exactly what you eat and then I will look like you. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh gosh, people don't know how this works. (laughs) And so I realized- Did I tell them about the Reese's cup? Yeah. (laughs) Anyone who knows me well knows I eat a Reese's holiday cup and you know I bought an insane amount this year. (laughs) Every single day in my life. If I don't eat one, that means I'm dead. Yeah, that means something's happened to Andrea. (laughs) Yes, it does. So um, I realized that 
the comparison was a real issue for people. Like right. they were so busy looking around that they weren't moving forward anymore. Mm. And I, you know, told a story even about when I was swimming when I was younger, how I would do backstroke and I would look up to see where everyone was around me and it would make me lose. Mm. And I, I, my mom would be like, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, keep moving. And I'd be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then I'd want to look around. And I think it's human nature that we want to look around. We want to know, are we beating people or are we losing? Because mm. that's the competitiveness in us. But it's, it's actually never helpful because A, even if you're doing better than other people, like looking down on them is prideful. And also mm -hmm. if you're doing better than other people, then you're like, oh, I'm doing so good. I can only like, I only need to like half try now because I'm doing so good. So that's not beneficial. Or B, looking up at people and saying, they are, they're doing better than me. They're losing weight faster than me. They're getting stronger than me. They're this and that. Then all of a sudden, everything you've done, all your abilities, all that you're trying is now not worthy of the effort. And so you quit. And then the progress you were making is gone. And right. so people forget that, that like neither one is a win comparing that you're better, comparing that you're worse. Neither one of them is a win. And that truly you should be comparing against yourself, against your own abilities, against the way you feel, against what you can lift, your, how you're looking, how much water you're drinking, how much vegetables you're eating, how you're mentally doing. It doesn't really matter what it is, but being able to run your own race. Like we mm. have got to stop looking around. I love that those racehorses have the blinders on the side because they don't want yeah. them looking at each other. And I feel like in any fitness journey, if I could get a client to put on those side blinders and stop looking around, they would be less discouraged. They would have more self-confidence. They would have more self-worth and they would have more confidence in their abilities because their abilities will be changing. Like they'll be getting better and better and better but they'll point out one thing that they're not doing well at and then they will compare their weakness with someone else's strength. And right. then they feel worse and then the things they're doing okay at, they're like, I'm just bad at everything. And then they just quit. And it just like, it makes me so sad actually when I watch people tear themselves down and they're not even seeing, you know, joy in the journey and the improvement Right. And it's just so common. It's just super common. So if I can get people to really focus on competing them against them, mm -hmm. lifting more weights. Oh, I drank more water than last week. Oh, I worked out five minutes longer this week. They feel empowered and it makes them want to keep going because it's a comparison that is 10 times more effective. And not only that, but when we can compare about against ourselves, but still not being negative. Like if we have a bad week, we have a bad week. Like no big deal. Keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> Just keep swimming. Isn't this so true? This topic actually, I think the reason why I loved it so much is because it just, you can relate it to life and anything in life. You know, when, when we're talking about uh, Instagram, social media, and just scrolling through and seeing what other people are doing. It's an instinct in ourselves to just automatically compare and be like, oh, I'm not doing enough or I'm not doing what they're doing. Look what they're doing. You know, a hundred percent. And Instagram, it is not fully real. Let me it's not say, real. <laughs> it's not real. If you are following someone that makes you feel less than, that makes you have um, negative feelings or just down, mm -hmm. I would unfollow them. 
even if I tell my followers, even if it's me, if I make you uncomfortable and I make you feel discouraged, I'd rather you unfollow me and have a better self-esteem than follow me and feel bad about yourself. Because at the end of the day, I'm not even a real person in your life. Like, yeah, I'm online, but but it's about mm. how you feel. So isn't that that's that's very much the describing of setting a boundary for 100%, yourself. That's 100%. like I just can't seem to get these thoughts under control. I was going to take it away, take it off the plate, yeah. take it away from my vision. And sometimes that requires even a break from from social media. Oh, totally. Like I will be super honest you know, for a moment, I don't compare when it comes to fitness and health and whatever else, even when people are healthier, stronger, whatever, it doesn't really phase me. I struggle comparing sometimes business aspects. And so there's people that I have just had to say, I really like this girl, guy, whatever, but I have to unfollow them because they're making me feel stress in the way I run my business and I'm doing my very best. Mm. Or there are people who I flat out said, I actually can never look at their stories. Because their stories makes me feel like I am not doing enough. And I know that's on me. That is an emotion that I am feeling. So I'm going to set up that boundary and say, I'm just, I'm not going to watch their stories. I like to see some of their posts because it might motivate me and I'm good with that. But I'm not going to watch their stories because it makes me feel like whatever I'm trying to work on, build, improve may not Mm. be enough. And I've learned to recognize that feeling and set that boundary. So you're 100% right that we do yeah. need those boundaries when we feel that way because otherwise you're just going to lower your self-worth more and more and more and more. Yeah. That's such a good topic. So I encourage everyone to go listen to that full episode on comparison. Actually, I'm going to link the full episodes to all of these topics that we're talking about in the show notes. Our favorite theme at the Pink Lemonade Stand is about lemons to lemonade. Sometimes life hits you with lemons, uh, life's challenges. So let's dive into this topic a a little bit and, and tell me about like in your current phase of life and, um, the season that you're in now, what kind of challenges come up for you and how do you navigate them? I feel like balance is really hard for me. I'm a, I'm a very like, and it's my ADHD. Like when I focus on something, I focus on that. Like Paul teases me that I could have an idea for a video and I'm trying to hurry and do it. And Paul's like, the house could be straight up on fire around you. And you'd be like, hold on, I got one more move to add to this video. (laughs) (laughs) And so that is something that now as we've become busier that I have had to say, this is a weakness of mine. And I really need to be better at switching my hats. This is my work hat. This is my mom hat. This is whatever. Because I've always been really good at multitasking. But there comes a point where multitasking is not effective and it starts backfiring. The beauty of kind of what I do, which I know that you know this about me, is I built the community I have and the page I have because I took experiences that were hard for me, that were maybe negative or um, stressful, like my diastasis recti, um, and I taught what I learned from it. Mm -hmm. And so I found that most of the time everyone's on a road And they are trying to make a journey, but we're all at different spaces. So if someone who might be on a similar journey to me, if I can share just a few steps ahead for them, to me, that's going to be effective for them. So I look to people who, you know, teach balance or who are good at like teaching organization. I look to them for help for what my weakness is. And I feel like that's what makes things functional is that I'm like, I've taken my weaknesses and I have turned them into ways of teaching other people. And so I make an effort to now take, you know, my current weaknesses and look to other people for strengths. 
And so I feel like that's really important that we think like, oh, this is my lemon. I'm bad at this. Yeah, well, like 10 years from now, you might be selling a program on how to fix that very thing you're struggling with. Because I remember when I had when I had twins and we had I had the core issue, I felt so alone. I felt lost. I thought, I will never be different. I will never figure out how to turn on my pelvic floor. I will never figure out how to activate my core. And now here I am selling a product that teaches people how to do that. So I just think Mm. people have to remember that, that sometimes your lemons are going to be complete gold mines in the future to other people. That's amazing. That's so true. I think we get stuck in those in those ruts or those problems where we think, I'll never figure this out. And, and you then, feel that way. You totally yeah. feel that way. Yeah, that is And especially so true. if it's one that drags on and there's like no, no answer for it. And sometimes it can take years and years. But to have that empathy and to take that lemon and be able to help someone else, to me, that's like the best. Like, I'm really big on reverse dieting because I had reverse diet myself. Like I said, I'm big on diastasis recti. I'm really big on mindset because I am an all or nothing thinker. So I can become negative if I'm not careful because like I want to do it this way. And if it doesn't work out that way, then I'm negative. And so a lot of the stuff I joke with my husband, I'm like, the podcast is just self monologues. Things that I'm trying to like remind myself of, and I'm just sharing my journey and my story, whether it's current, past, present, whatever it is. And I just feel like it helps people realize like, oh, no, we're all on the same team. We've all experienced this, or at least not all, but there's a lot of people who feel like I do. And then it makes your lemon not so lemony. Oh, I love that so much. Well, I I agree. And I think your podcast is so inspiring and it's got topics on there for everybody to check out. And it's very much mind, body, spirit, all encompassing, not just fitness. It's it's mental health, um, health, wellness, all kinds of journeys. I love the mindset topics. Those are so good. So thank you for sharing that with us today and, and giving us like this little flavor of all that you have to offer. And thank you. That was really nice of you. I do try to m- make people realize health is a whole. Health, health is, is it, it is, it is literally everything. It is how you feel mentally, physically, spiritually, socially. Yes. It's everything. And if one I of them's off, it. it's going to cause you problems. Totally. Totally. Okay. Well, I cannot wait for people to go listen to this podcast. We're going to send them your way, but we are not done with you yet. Andrea? I'm here. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> okay. Okay. We've come to the very exciting section of our interview. It's time to get juicy. (laughs) Okay. We're going to ask you some rapid fire questions. I want you to answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Perfect. Are you ready? Ready. A one-year supply of Easter's Reese's peanut butter cup eggs (laughs) or a lifetime supply of regular (laughs) Oh, the holiday ones all the way, okay? I went at the end of Easter and I bought 20 bags, 20 (laughs) bags. I counted 368, which will last me longer until the next season because sometimes my kids eat them and I'm like, hey, we got to ration those people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you got it. Perfect. All right. If you could have one dream guest on your podcast, who would it be? Oh, it would be Shalene Johnson. She used to do like beach body stuff. 
Uh-huh. And I basically built almost my whole like framework of my business around her business podcast and her push journal. And I still use her push journal like a maniac. And I'm like, I love you because I built my whole business. <gasps> like I joke I that, that I would like stalk her if I knew where she lived and I'd probably go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. You will get her on one day. Someday, someday. You will get her on. Okay. If you had to train uh, for an Olympic summer sport, which would you pick? Oh, a summer sport? Swimming, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely swimming. Keep swimming. Keep swimming. (laughs) Okay. Um, If you and Paul could escape somewhere... Would you go to a cabin in the mountains or a beach house in Mexico? Okay, so we've done the beach recently and lately we've <laughs> we've really <laughs> been getting into like old school country music like from the 90s and like early 2000s and Paul's like we should take a trip to Nashville in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say cabin in the mountains because we're in this like kick of like <laughs> country music and <laughs> George Strait. Yeah, George that's right. Strait. Okay, last question. If you had an hour to yourself, if I know, right? Had an hour to yourself, would you watch a show or take a nap? (laughs) I literally, before you even said the question, I said, I'd clearly be sleeping. If I had an hour, I would clearly be sleeping. I'm not a show watcher. It makes my brain think too much. I'm like, oh my gosh, these poor characters. (laughs) (laughs) Your empathy is too much. Yeah, I like get all involved in the characters and Paul's like, um, they're not real. (laughs) Like, calm down. Okay, take a nap. You did it. Hold on, let me get the cheers. Congratulations. Now, Andrea, tell our listeners where people can follow along with you and keep up with all of your things. I am on Instagram at deliciously fit and healthy, but we do have a secret surprise coming down the road, but that's where you can find me right now. And you can also find me on my website, which is deliciouslyfitandhealthy.com. And my podcast is Make It Simple with Andrea Allen. Yes. Okay. I'm going to post links to all of this in the show notes, especially like the episodes that we referenced today, but definitely go Follow along with her at Deliciously Fit and Healthy on Instagram. Listen to the podcast. Make it simple. Thank uh, you. She, you've definitely made it simple today. I learned a lot. I learned a lot about my bat, <laughs> my bat wings. <laughs> They're not real, okay? You can't spot train them. <laughs> it's a myth, everybody. But seriously, Andrea, thank you so much for joining us at the Pink Lemonade Stand today. Of course, so good of to course, have you. Of course. It was so good to be here. I hope you found something helpful in that episode, maybe a little bit of laughter mixed with education, mixed with some realness and some things that I am very raw and, you know, are difficult for me so that you realize at the end of the day, everyone has struggles, everyone has strengths, everyone has things they're working on. And the best thing we can do is be the best version of ourselves And that helps other people who are walking behind us, next to us, in front of us, whatever it is, if they see our journey, it helps them feel good in their shoes as well. So I hope that was helpful for you. And as always, you are doing better than you think you are. And we'll chat next week. 